a lot of times I think people say like, well, it doesn't matter where you start. You know, you just, you just got to start. I don't necessarily agree with that. It really does matter where you start if you want sustainability. This is why so many people in my world have this challenge to where they'll just start, but then whether it's a year from now, two years from now, three years, four years, five years from when they started, they eventually end up hitting this wall because they didn't start with a proper process in place. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. I am so excited about today's episode because it is a special one. This is a really cool opportunity that I am currently actually doing, and I'm giving you an insider's peek into it. So this month I offered what I am calling brand strategy coaching sessions. It's kind of an office hours, if you will, where each session, there are four of them, breaks out a specific strategy that you need to accelerate your brand growth, your visibility, and to start generating consistent income each month. And the first strategy session that we had was actually last week, and it was focused on really crystal clear brand growth strategies and how to really understand them from a holistic way. And it was such a jam-packed, really transformative session for the attendees. We had, I think, over like 200 people attend this session that I knew that I had to bring it to the podcast. So if you're listening to this and you were part of this session, then you're going to be able to kind of hear it again. And I'm sure you're going to get some new ahas. But if you weren't part of the session, and if you're not part of our brand strategy series, then this is going to be your access to be able to dive into this incredible content. And I first want to say that if you listen to what you hear today and you're like, man, I didn't know that I like needed this. This is exactly what I need. You are in luck because we actually have two more strategy sessions to do before we actually end it with the final training happening on September 28th. So if you want to get in on the last two trainings, they're happening next week. All you have to do is just go to juliesolomon.net slash office hours, sign up. It's completely free. And you're going to get access to our portal where you're going to be able to see replays of the previous sessions. And you're also going to get access to the upcoming sessions. Now to give you a quick little of what's to come and what we've covered so far, what we're covering today again is session one, and it's all about the brand growth strategies. We have a visibility day, we have a monetization day, and we have a content creation day. Um, but for today, the reason why I wanted to share this is that I actually wanted to share with the world, I guess, for the first time, what I call my brand accelerator formula. So several years ago, I was in a massive rut and I just needed something to kind of reignite and kickstart my brand. I was getting to a place that I had already generated seven figures in my business. I had a team, I had offers and courses and all of those things, but I was kind of hitting a bit of a plateau, not only in my growth, but just in my ability to expand to the next level. And I knew that I needed something to shake it up. So one night after I cleaned the kitchen and I put my kids to bed, I actually sat down and within an hour, I asked myself very specific and important questions. And from that hour of self-reflection, I actually created what I now call the brand accelerator formula. And this formula consists of six pillars that are absolutely necessary to achieve 
brand sustainability. I have been working with these pillars for the last three years, not only in my own business, but teaching a lot of my students and clients how to pull this together into their business. But the thing that was missing was the actual formula. Even though I've been utilizing it and even though I was teaching it, I, I didn't have it broken down in a curriculum-based documentation. I didn't have it broken down into a step-by-step -step process plan until now. And so the beauty of this month and what we're really gearing up to is the launch of my brand new program, The Brand Accelerator, which is the exact thing that you need if you are working on elevating your business, growing your visibility, and creating consistent income. And the foundation of the brand accelerator is this formula. So during this first strategy session, I actually gave the attendees the actual pyramid. I gave them the six pillars and I walked them through the whole thing. And that's what you're going to hear today. Now, if you want access to this pillar, again, all you have to do is go to juliesolomon.net slash office hours, sign up. You're going to get an actual graphic of this pillar that you can download and you're going to get the replays to everything and you're going to get the worksheets and like all the great stuff that we've been doing inside these strategy sessions. But the foundation of what I teach in order to become a brand accelerator, in order to accelerate your brand starts with this formula. And it starts with the bottom up, we go through efficiency, brand discovery, brand development, communication, and really connecting to the right audience, community, and then we go into generating streams of revenue. And so if you're wanting this, then starting here and listening to this first session, if you will, will be your ticket. You're going to probably listen to it and be like, okay, I need to actually see what it is that they're talking about here. So just click that link in the show notes or go to juliesolomon.net slash office hours to get it. And then be on the lookout because Starting September 28th, I am going to be hosting a series of three trainings that actually take this formula that we talk about today, and it brings it all together. It's going to give you very applicable and easy to digest steps to take what we talk about today and bring it all together. You're also going to find out what pillar you're on, what pillar may be keeping you stuck, what pillar you may need to either go back to or jump to in order to make sure that you're really seeing that growth and that sustainability that you want. So without further ado, let's dive in. As promised, I am going to walk you through today my brand accelerator formula because today's session is all about your brand growth strategies and how this really works and builds upon each other. I am about to share with you guys a formula, if you will, that it was several years ago when I had to kind of create this new process, this new step-by-step -step situation of how to grow my own brand. This was around 2020 and I was feeling just very, just, I think burnt out with my business. I don't know if anyone's ever felt that way, but you know, I had had a business for a while. I had had, I, at this point I had created courses at this point. I, I had actually already generated more than seven figures in income for my business, but I was just spent. I had moved across the country. I had had a baby. I was also writing a book behind the scenes. I had a lot of shifts and changes in my team at the time, and there was just a lot happening. And I just felt very lost. I felt very stuck, but not in that way of like, I don't know if my brand name should be this or this. Like it was, it was a deeper kind of stuck of like, I don't really know the next best way to move. Like I still have it in me. I still have a lot to give. I still have a lot to share, but I don't know how to get to that next stage. I don't even know what that looks like. And I don't know how to, how to find 
the path to get there. So one night after putting my kids to bed and cleaning up the kitchen, I just sat down and I started to write out that if there was a version of myself that came to me in this moment and said, Julie, this is what you need to do to grow your brand. What would she say? Based off of what's working, what's not working, what would she say? And within an hour, I had created a new formula, if you will, to accelerate my brand. And that is what you are seeing here. So this is the brand accelerator formula. And what I'm gonna be doing today is I'm gonna be walking you through this formula and how this really, from my experience of utilizing it in my own brand and teaching others, how this really is the step-by-step -step process to getting really crystal clear on the growth strategies that will work for you. So we're going to start from the bottom up. And I first want to preface by saying, at least this is what was happening to me. So maybe you've experienced this where until I mapped it out this way, where you're starting at the bottom and you're moving up, what I started to notice that I had been doing and what actually a lot of students and clients of mine had been doing up until this point, which is why so many of them were finding themselves in these places of being stuck, is that they never started from the bottom. <laughs> It's like when they started their brand, they would start here at development, or they would start here at generating income, or they would start here at community, or they would want to be up here at sustainability without ever even laying the foundation of efficiency. And so, and I was doing that too. I was like, why can't I grow? Oh, because I don't flip and have the time. So like, I need to figure out how to make better use of the time that I have. And so that is why we start when it comes to this formula, that formula that I created with efficient, efficiency. This is really about time management. Effective time management 100% lays the foundation by ensuring that you are allocating dedicated time in a smart way for each strategy. It is what enables you to balance content creation, engagement, strategy development, optimizing your efforts for, you know, maximum impact. It's everything. And I think that so many people just now having worked with thousands of brilliant, amazing, incredible women, and from my own personal journey, so many of us will start with like, well, what is my brand logo? What is, what, what do I want my brand to feel like? You know, what kind of content do I need to create? And we never take the time to actually map out a very simple and digestible time management strategy. And so from the get-go, like we have no grounding. We have no baseline if we don't start here. After we do start here and we go to the next phase, we go to what I call your brand discovery phase. And this is really about differentiating who you are. This is also known, and you've probably heard heard this phrase before. This is about your unique value proposition. This is what defines your brand's unique attributes. And when combined with clear messaging, which we're going to talk about in a minute, it actually forms the entire basis of your brand story. It's the core message that sets you apart. It's the core way of what makes quote unquote competitors want to come to you over anyone else. And it really is what makes your brand memorable and what attracts that loyal, engaged, 
incredible like-minded community that you need in order to grow. And at this place, like I was just working with 20 women back in June on this formula. A lot of them had been in business for at least three to four years. They had helped people grow. They had helped people sustain, but they would come to me and they would say, Julie, I, I just don't know why I can't help myself. Like, why can't I do this for other people? But I can't do this for myself. I don't know what's wrong. If anyone's ever felt that, like put it in the chat, say, yes, that is me. Like, I know I am brilliant. I know how to help people, but I cannot freaking put the shoes on my own feet. And nine times out of 10, when a woman says this to me, it's a brand discovery problem. They haven't taken the time to really map out what their UVP is, what their differentiating quality is, or they've overlooked it, or they, they might've thought that they had it clear, but it wasn't quite clear. And so that's why this is the next step. Then we go into brand development. And this is really where we start to clarify from this discovery and from who we are, what it is that we're selling. Because your brand story is that message that's going to articulate your values, your mission, your journey. It's that narrative that you and only you can have because you and only you have your unique, amazing life with your unique and amazing experiences to emotionally connect with your audience. And it's this stage, this brand development stage that actually takes that differentiator that you've now established and it aligns together to now foster authenticity and loyalty. And so this is the first three basis of like really grounding and like building who we are. Now, before I go to the next one, I'm just gonna look in the chat here for a question. So lo lots of me's over here. <laughs> me, 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 yes. So who relates to this? And, and maybe your, your head's already kind of churning a little bit of like, oh my gosh, this, is, this has been my problem. Like I don't, I have not really cleared my differentiator. I don't know what my unique value proposition is. And this is what I say to people that if, if I asked you what makes you unique and different, and if you could not respond and tell me in two sentences, pretty immediately, what makes you unique and different from a brand perspective, then you have to go back to this second pillar and master this. I, I always say like, you can't pass go and collect the $200 or whatever it is in monopoly, monopoly until you really master all of these because they build upon each other. So from brand development, then we go to communication. And this is really about how you connect with the right and perfect people for you. Because a well-structured plan of attack, also known as like a content plan, a messaging plan, it actually supports all of the previous stages. And this is what ensures the consistency. Like you don't get the consistency by working harder or taking more time to do this or taking more time to do that. Or, you know, I just need to figure out how to be more organized. It's none of that. You create the consistency by the time management, then by the UVP, really by delivering on your UVP and that brand story. That's what comes together in those first three pillars to give you that consistent communication and that consistent content creation. And most importantly, it's not just content creation, like I'm posting every day, therefore I'm consistent. That's not what I, what I mean. I mean, consistent in the messaging, consistent because you're reinforcing the brand's identity. Consistent because you're keeping your audience engaged because you're maintaining that visibility. And, and that's what I mean. It, it's, it's really allowing you to foster 
brand trust, to foster brand advocacy, to foster those, those supporters and those cheerleaders that we need. So you then can get to generating, monetization and generating and lead gen. And this is where you have all the pieces to the puzzle laid out now to where you can effectively monetize and you can start in le leveraging that engaged audience. And this is where, because you have credibility now, because you've established that through your clear messaging, you have your brand story, you have your engagement, that's what's actually going to convert people into paying and loyal customers and clients, which then gives you that sustainable income stream and that sustainability that we're all searching for. So together, these strategies, these pillars, if you will, create a very holistic approach where each step in the formula reinforces and enhances the other. And they work together to build your brand's identity, to deepen audience connections, and to position you as an authority. So by strategically combining these together, this is how you get to sustainability. This is how you accelerate your brand growth. This is how you enhance your visibility. And this is how you establish a flow of consistent, reliable monthly income. And here's the one thing that I want you to really understand is that the secret to your brand's lasting success is really about embracing an authentic alignment. And what I mean, like what does that authentic alignment mean? What do I mean by that? It's where your strategies, which is here in these pillars, your values, and your actions combine together to create genuine connections that create consistent income. And then from that, you have the foundation that's necessary to have really unstoppable growth at that point. So that is all the what, and I wanna dive in deeper to each of these things. If this is the foundation for brand acceleration, and we know we have to start to the bottom to work our way to the top, I wanna know, where are each of you right now on this pillar? Not where you should be. We'll talk about that in a minute. But where are where are you actually right now? And just pop it in the chat. Okay, we've got efficiency, efficiency, nowhere, communication, brand development, brand discovery, efficiency, clarifying, brand discovery. Okay, so brand development. I would say the majority of you are pretty much in one of the first three, which makes sense because these are these are these are the big ones and and we're always having to come back to optimize, right? A lot of times I think people say like, well, it doesn't matter where you start. You know, you just, you just got to start. It doesn't matter where you just got to do it. But I don't necessarily agree with that. And again, just from my own experience, like, yes, I think it's important to take action, but that's different than like, it doesn't matter where you start. Like, yes, you don't want to be frozen. Yes, you don't want to be in a state of inaction. Yes, you don't want to be in a state of paralysis, but it really does matter where you start if you want sustainability. And I think this is why so many people in my world have this challenge to where they'll just start and then things will start happening but then whether it's a year from now, two years from now, three years, four years, five years from when they started, they eventually end up hitting this wall. And that's because they didn't start with a proper process in place. And I think you really do have to set the right foundation up for yourself if you actually do want to become sustainable. Not that you need it to get started. Like you don't need this to get started. So many of us have already gotten started, but you need it to be sustainable. And so that's that's the difference between like hobby and like, this is my career. Side hustle 
and full-time thriving business, content creator and CEO of my own online enterprise. Like that's the difference. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. And so I want to kind of go through now with each of these is like why it comes first, what kind of could be going wrong if you're skipping it, and then what to do next. So efficiency, we, we kind of talked about this already, but I'm going to start down from the bottom again. Without the effective time management, you risk spreading yourself too thin. If you don't allocate the dedicated time to really map out what is your schedule like on your terms? Because I also get it. Like I'm a mom of two small kids. I work from home. My, my schedule is probably going to look completely different than say a mom of an 18 year old who's in college or someone that's not a mom, or maybe someone who has triplets that are nine months old. Like it's going to look completely different depending on where you're at in your life and what you're focusing on. But regardless of what that is, you still need a time management process. Because if not, if you skip this pillar, or if you think that you can kind of sidetrack it, or if you can think like, okay, I'll just figure out my, my timing stuff later, and I want to go straight into content creation, or I want to go straight into strategies, what happens is that you start to experience this thing called burnout and your efforts start lacking direction. They start lacking cohesion and it results a lot of time in just really haphazard ways of showing up. And it doesn't resonate with your audience because it's, it's not reliable and dependable. And so what can happen is if you don't have this, it can lead to wasted resources frustration, overwhelm, burnout, and ultimately, for lack of a better word, a failure to actually build a sustainable brand. You can build a brand, but it's going to be really, really challenging building a sustainable one. So does anyone relate to any of those things now that I've shared it, knowing what you know now, before we dive into brand discovery? Yes. Yeah, so Tina, Tima gave me a yes on that one. Yes, it can feel very overwhelming. So, so that's why it's so important. So now we're going to go into the brand discovery. So why this comes after efficiency is because once you've effectively kind of figured out, mapped out what your time management means for you, you're now giving yourself the space that's necessary to actually discover your differentiating uh, unique talents, your UVP, what makes you unique and different. And this step absolutely depends on a clear focus, which we can't have a clear focus if we have no boundaries in place with our time management. If you have a clear focus, which you will, once you have the time management in place, then you have time to dedicate 
to really understand at a core level what sets you apart. And this is not about guessing. This is really getting to the root of what sets you apart, what makes you unique, what makes people want to come to you, choose you, consume your content, buy from you over anyone else. Now, what could happen if you have skipped this? And, and a lot of times we may not even know if we've skipped something because we don't know what we don't know. So it's like, we may think that we've got this clear, but we maybe we don't. So here are some key like indicators, if you will. If you don't establish a strong UVP, your brand is going to lack differentiation. You may hear yourself being like, I don't really know what makes me unique or different, or I just feel like I'm kind of like everybody else. So I don't really like have a thing that I'm focused on. I have a really hard time niching down because without this, you do risk blending in with the competition and you make it really difficult for your target audience to remember you, which makes it really difficult for them to keep coming back to you because they don't remember you. And here's the thing that I like to say when it comes to a UVP and like picking a lane and niching down is that you may do a lot of things for people, especially depending on what season of business growth that you're in. But when it comes to the forward-facing branding part of it, you need to pick one thing that you want to be known for. Now it doesn't say, like doesn't mean I'll give you an example, like maybe you're a coach who you wanna be known for creating memberships for people, right? But at this time in the season, you're growing that. And so you still take one-to-one -one clients, but you really don't wanna be known for taking one-to-one -one clients because there's this membership dream that you have to create. So what you do is that you still take one-to-one -one clients if they're coming to you and that's what they need in the interim, but you're not promoting yourself as a one-to-one -one coach. You're promoting yourself as this place to come together for this membership that you have a vision for. So to me, that's how you niche down. And that's really where the UVP comes in. That's what makes you unique and, and different. You're, you're putting your stake in the ground, so to speak. And so if you don't do this, if you decide to skip this step, it will result in a lack of that brand recognition which makes it really, really challenging to attract the people that you want to work with, to attract more followers, to attract an audience, and to get them to stay there. Now we're going to brand development. Now, again, these first three are pretty big, and I know the majority of you are, are in one of these three. So when it comes to brand development, your UVP and your messaging start to form the foundation of what is and what will be your brand story. So once you've defined those, you can actually start building out your brand's identity and start building out stories and start building out the kind of content, if you will, that builds that trust and loyalty with your audience, which means obviously without you having in your arsenal a well-developed brand story and a well-developed message then your brand might appear, not that it is, but it might appear. Because again, this is about branding, guys. This is about knowing what looks and feels good, not from a superficial place, but from a deeper place of who you are and what you're showing to the world, your unique gifts and your talents and what it is that you're offering. So it's about knowing what hits and what doesn't. So if you decide to skip this, it could make your audience feel like your brand lacks authenticity, credibility. It may not feel deep 
you know, to them, they may see it. And the only word that comes up for me is shallow, but not that you're a shallow person. There's just, there's not a deepening in the brand. And without that deepening, it's so hard to build the trust. It's so hard to, to say like, okay, I feel good about this. Like I can, I can put my trust behind this. I can put my name behind this. I can, I can follow this and feel good about it. And so you're going to have a really difficult time building trust and loyalty. And you also risk, and I think this is, is, is huge. If you don't really work on your brand development and, and really clarifying your offer and what it is, you actually risk alienating the people that want to buy from you and they're going to go somewhere else. They're going to lose interest because they don't feel that alignment. And then they're going to go somewhere else. So with that said, what comes up for you when it comes to brand development and what I just shared? Laura says, I have a lot of offerings, but can't niche down to one. It's been so hard to pick one niche, so I can't develop. And I want to talk more about that, a well-developed brand story. Is it hard to niche down or to pick one? Or are you afraid that if you niche down and pick one, you're going to somehow lose something? Because that's different than, Julie, I'm having a really hard time niching down because I haven't, I haven't figured out what makes me unique and different. And because I haven't figured out what makes me unique and different, I'm having a hard time really clarifying what my offer should be. And therefore, it's hard for me to niche down versus I'm having a hard time picking one. Why? Why are you having a hard time picking one? Is it fear? Or is it just the lack of clarity because you haven't built this pillar up yet? So do you see how there's a difference there? Okay, so people are saying, I feel too broad. So then that's where you, you go back. Brenda, you need to go back to brand discovery and a well-developed brand story. Yep, that's where brand development comes in. I believe mine is evolving. Okay, share more with us, Coach T, about that. I need the multiple income streams to be able to niche down. I don't know if that's true, Courtney. Maybe niching down is going to give you the multiple income streams. So the way that I have discovered it and the way that thousands of my students have is it actually is the reverse. And I think it's because you, you keep putting the cart, the income streams before the horse, the niching down, that you're actually not generating that income. I'm afraid I won't like that niche anymore. Once you are clarified on what you're selling and who you are and your message at the core, you start to tap into so many different things, Emma, about what makes you unique and different that I don't know if you would be so afraid of that. But it's good to notice that fear. I'm going to keep moving on to the communication piece. So why this comes after brand development? Well, effective communication and how you connect with your audience, it really relies on having that clear brand story and messaging, which we get in the development phase. And with these pieces now in place, you can actually create a content plan that consistently delivers your brand message. And this is where I see so many people get stuck because they're over here trying to generate content. They're over here trying to niche down. They're over here trying to create a plan before they even have a brand story and a clear message which is why so many of you are having a hard time niching down. So without consistent communication, without having these in these places, your, your audience, and you may be experiencing this right now, they may be losing interest. Your followers may not be growing. You may have been like stuck at a following number for a while. And the reason why this happens is because they don't see, again, branding is knowing what looks good and what doesn't. They don't see a cohesive brand identity in your content, which means that they can't see themselves in you, which means they lose interest, which means they go somewhere else, 
which is so important. Why? It's like, we have to be who we are, uniquely who we are, because that is enough. You are enough just as you are. That's why you're here to be enough in who you are. And you share that with the world. And then your people will come. Your people will find you because they are finding themselves in you and vice versa. Because if you're talking to everyone or if you're trying to talk to everyone or you think that you need to talk to everyone, you just end up talking to no one. And that's why this piece is so important. Then we go to generating consistent streams of income, monetization, and lead gen. So once we have that engagement, once we've connected to the right audience, and some of you may be thinking like, Julie, why does that come last? Like, I need money and I need it now. Like in order to do this, like this is cute, but like show me the money. I'm not talking about get rich quick. If you want to get rich quick, this is not the class for you. This is about sustainability. So sustainable, predictable monthly in income. So many of you have come to me and you're just like, I just want to be able to predict what I'm making every month without being stressed out. In order to do that, that relies on a strong foundation of engaged and loyal followers. It relies on credibility, which is built through your brand messaging. It relies on your brand story. It relies on that loyal community coming back. All of that is essential for converting followers into paying customers. And even before that, all of that is, is essential in just generating the leads, just getting people through your door. So many of you, you, you want to skip all the steps. You just want to go straight to, to monetizing. And then before you know it, you find yourself month two, month 12, month three. And then five years later, you wake up and you're like, what just happened? Why am I still in the same place that I've been at for five years? When I could have just done these steps five years ago and I would already be at sustainability. But I kept trying to, to skirt it. I didn't want to take the time to do the work. I didn't want to take the time to actually learn this because here's the thing. It's a process, yes, but it's not rocket science. I'm sure so many of you have probably heard a lot of this before in some way, shape, or form. This is marketing. This is branding. But so many people don't want to take the time to really root in, to ground in, and just to do it. But this is the plan, this is the process, and it's more than doable. And it's a lot easier and a lot more approachable and a lot more consumable than a lot of the tactics and strategies that a lot of you are trying right now that aren't working. Just gonna share my little soapbox there for a minute. With that said, attempting monetization without these steps that then give you that dedicated and engaged audience, it doesn't yield the sustainable income. It actually comes across, again, branding, what is branding, knowing what looks good and what doesn't. It makes a brand come across as unauthentic, insincere, not credible. Like, have you ever gone to someone's like sales page or like heard a pitch or like followed somebody and you're just like, this person is not legit. I'm, I'm not going to buy from them and I'm not going to follow them. They're not legit. Well, why do you feel that they're not legit? Because through the lens of you being the person consuming their brand, there's no brand discovery. There's no differentiating of who they are. You don't know what they're selling. You don't know what they stand for. You don't know what they believe. There's no refinement in their message and their delivery. So they can't connect with you, which means you don't buy from them. So even if you can't see it for yourself, put yourself in the perspective of the audience member, of the customer, of the consumer. Because we've all been on that end. We're all customers of someone. We're all consumers of someone. And we're also 
not customers of someone for a specific reason. So with that said, rushing into making money without having these steps in place, without just taking the 90 days that it takes to do this right will lead to a lack of trust. It leads to low conversion rates. It leads to not having consistent income. And it actually leads to the, to the potential damage of your brand and business's reputation because a brand is not a logo. A brand is not a piece of content. A brand is not a business. A brand is a result that someone gets from what they think and feel about your business. That is what a brand is. And the way that Anne thinks and feels about Julie's business is going to be different than the way Barbara does. It's going to be different than the way Laura thinks of it. It's going to be different than the way that Whitney thinks of it. So in that perspective, you're, you kind of have a ton of different brands based on, a, based on how many people are experiencing it and the result that they get from it. So if everybody's result is like, this person, there's nothing unique about this person. I'm confused about what they offer. I can tell that there's something there, but I don't really trust it. I don't really know it. And because I can't, I don't know it. I can't trust it. And so like, I'm just going to move on. That's damaging to the sustainability of your brand's reputation. And so in summary with all of this, this is why following the order of these pillars, it's not just crucial, your brand depends on it for building sustainability, trying to skip it, trying to rearrange them, trying to avoid them because you're like, ah, mind drama, I'm freaking out, I'm afraid. All that does is it just continues that hamster wheel. It continues the days and the weeks and the months and the years of inefficiency, of lack of differentiation, of authenticity issues of communication breakdowns, of lack of boundaries, of disengagement, and of unsuccessful monetization efforts. But by following the prescribed order, you actually set a strong foundation for long-term brand sustainability. It's kind of like, I don't know, let's say that you came to me and you were like, Julie, like I have a headache. I just can't, I can't shake it. And I could say, okay, well, I've got some holistic things that you can try. I've also got some Tylenol for you. You know, you can kind of, e either one could, could work for you. You're like, no, I'm just going to go drink some orange juice. Okay. Julie, I, I can't get rid of this headache. Okay. Well, here, here's a Tylenol. It's, it's been proven and prescribed to work for headaches. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I've heard that, but I'm, th there's this orange juice that's like, sitting in my fridge and it's a little bit cheaper. I don't, I don't have to like worry about figuring out how to like open the top. It's like way easier to get into. So I'm just going to go drink that and just like hope that my headache goes away. And then before you know it, it's like two years and you're, and now it's not a headache. Now it's a migraine. And you're just like, I just don't know what to do. I've, I've drank like 15 bottles of orange juice and it's just like, nothing's changing. And it's like, hello, here's the, you know, Advil or the, you know, whatever the fill in the blank, the herbs whatever is your prescribed formula, but you're over here drinking orange juice. You know, this is really what I mean about following a prescribed order. It's the same as, do I have any bakers here? I love to bake. It's like something I've, I've, I've done. I did when I was little with my grandmother and my mom, I do it with my kids. And I remember it's so funny when I was little, like I would be baking with my grandmother and, and I would say, you know, she always used buttermilk and cakes because it, it makes it really dense and, and yummy. And I would be like, okay, how much buttermilk? And she's like, oh, just a dabble. And I'm like, well, what's a dabble? Like, is it two tablespoons? Is it a fourth of a cup? Like what's a dabble? She's like, oh, just a dabble. And it's like, 
a dabble's not going to work for me. Like I need to know, I, I need the recipe to bake the cake right. I know what you know by a dabble, but like I need a proven recipe. Because if you tell me a dabble, I'm going to put something in there and the cake's not going to come out right. But if you tell me it's two tablespoons and I put that in there, the cake is going to come out right. And then at that point, it's like I can add my own flavor to it if I want to add strawberries to the cake or some almond extract or some chocolate. And maybe my grandmother didn't like that. You know, maybe she was just a vanilla type of you know woman. I can make it my own. But I still, I still need a recipe to follow. And the same thing goes with building anything that tastes good <laughs> and that's sustainable. So now having this info, I want to know and just share in the chat here, which pillar should you be on right now? Because I know earlier you told me which one you were on, but I want to know which one should you be on? And let me know in the chat, is it different from the one that you're currently on? Okay, so trans said efficiency, Lauren said connecting and generating, Barbara said monetization, Ulia said brand discovery, Whitney said brand discovery, we have lots of brand discoveries and some sustainabilities, that's amazing, monitoring, connecting, refining, okay, great. So when do you know when it's time to move, right? Because that's the goal, it's not just to hang out on a pillar forever. When do you know it's time to move to the next pillar? Because that's also knowing when it's time it's kind of like with baking, sometimes you have to put, you know, the milk in before the eggs, or you have to do egg whites and not the egg yolk, or you have to fold it instead of stir it. And things have to come in a certain order in order for it to grow. So when do you know when to go to the next thing? So when it comes to efficiency, it's not time to move on from efficiency, okay? It's not time to move on if your business currently looks and feels disorganized or overwhelmed. You may find yourself struggling to meet deadlines and your content may lack consistency and quality. And you have a hard time like getting it all in during the day. You're, you're always that person that's like, where do I find the time? I don't have the time. And that's totally fine and it's totally normal. But if, if you're there, then we need to work on that time management. We need to work on those boundaries. We need to get you a proper system in place. If it is time to move on from this pillar, you know that when you have actually established some time management processes into your life, you can day in and day out, for the most part, you confidently allocate dedicated time for your work. You get the work done. You get the work out into the world and you get results. Your business looks structured, not perfect, but structured. You have kind of a, a clear plan of attack day, day in and day out of what you're focusing on. So you can actually be productive. So that's when you know it is time. So for some of you that may be here in this pillar, I want to know what, what do you think you could start achieving more of, or what kind of results do you think that you could start having if you really started to spend some time here and have a more efficient approach to your time management? Just like share in the box what's coming up for you with that. And another thing to kind of ponder on is that if there's any person in your mind who you find successful, a brand or an entrepreneur out there who you're like, okay, clearly this person knows how to prioritize time because they're, they're doing something right. What do you think they may do differently? If you could just guess. And just kind of, and you could also put this in our reflection guide, because this is a good kind of more like reflective question for you. Okay, we're now going to brand discovery here. If you're not ready to move from brand discovery, then your business may look, I don't like this word, but I'm going to say it because I don't know how else to say it, generic, 
that's very relative, but like, you're going to know what that means for you, right? Your messaging is unclear and you, you do, you have a, you have a difficult time differentiating yourself from the C that's a key indicator that like, you need to be here. It's not time to move. Now it is time to move when you actually, you've identified a strong UVP, you know, exactly what makes you unique and different. And you even have a message that clearly communicates that. Your business is unique and you can very effectively and easily articulate why your brand is different. And you, you could share that with me in the chat right now if I asked you to. So for people that are hanging out in the brand discovery phase, how would having a clear UVP, right? A clear unique value proposition. If, if you don't know what that means, I just mean like a unique brand identity, a unique differentiation. How would having that help you right now? in the crowded online world that we live in. And I wanna know from you too, because this, this one is so important. Like I can't stress how important this one is, this differentiation. It's actually really simple to unlock. I know it feels like a lot, but once you have the right formula, it's simple to unlock. And, and with that said, you're just gonna be like, wow, well, this just made my whole life a lot easier. So I also wanna know if you're feeling me on this, like what do you believe is the cost of you not defining your unique value proposition? Like, what do you think you're, you could potentially be losing right now by not having this defined? Brenda says trust, that's a good one. And then I want you to be thinking about, can you picture or name or think of a successful brand that you just are drawn to that effectively communicates their UVP? And what kind of impact does this have on your perception of them, on how you see them, on how you visualize them, on how they make you feel, on your gut kind of reaction or thought about that brand? Because again, that's all a brand is. It's just a result of the perception that your audience has of, of, of your company, of your business, of what it is that you produce. Once we leave brand discovery, we go into brand development. You're not ready to move and proceed to brand development if you currently lack a deep connection with your audience and if your brand story remains underdeveloped. If you feel like that you haven't really tapped into what your brand story is, what that messaging is, and, and how you're actually weaving that into your offers, into what you're selling, then this is where you need to stay because you're not going to be able to effectively communicate until you clarify what it is that you're selling. And it's time to move to communication once you've built that brand story and it actually aligns with your UVP, you can see a clear, like an invisible thread, a clear connection between your UVP and your brand story. And you know it's time to move to that engaged, to building, really focusing on building that engaged community once your brand story um, is emotionally resonating with your audience. How do you know if it emotionally resonates with your audience? The first sign, they keep coming back. The second sign, they're telling you. They're engaging with you. It's fostering that loyalty. It's fostering that trust. So how does your brand story right now align with you building trust and loyalty with your audience? Do you have examples in your own brand right now? Do you not? Do you need to build out more? That's fine too. But what could that be? And now we're at communication. So if you're sitting here and you're like, okay, is it time for me to move? It's not going to be time for you to advance if your audience is struggling to understand who you are. If you're having that struggle with engagement, if you're not, if you're not able to take 
all of the stuff one through four here and really tap it into the community, creating that, that content plan, generating consistency with the quality of content that you're creating. Now it's time to move. Once you've actively engaged your audience, you've built that trust. Your business may look like having, even, even if it's like, it's small, but mighty, right? Like a small, but mighty thriving community. You have a community who participates in things that you do. They buy what you're selling. They promote your brand. They consume your content. They share it with people. That's when you know it's time to move. And so if you're here in this moment, I want you to think about, because this will help with your brand story, a personal experience where engaging with your community led to a really positive outcome. Can you think, do you have a story about that? Or even think about a brand with, with a strong community that maybe you've engaged in. And how does their way of showing up contribute to their success? What are you seeing in them? Because if you spot it, you've got it. So what are you seeing in how they build trust, how they build community, how they show up and lead that you're attracting to and really focus in on that. Okay, and now we get to monetization and lead, and lead gen. If you are not prepared yet to be here on this pillar, then your key indicators are you still may be struggling to convert followers into paying customers. You have no lead generation strategy in your business at all. Or if you're sitting here saying, what does that even mean? That's, that's a key indication. And you, you haven't taken the time, therefore you lack the credibility and the authority that's really needed to build sustainable monetization. Now, if you've checked all those boxes off, and you're like, okay, I think I'm ready to move into sustainability. You know it's time to move. Once you've really leveraged your audience, you've leveraged your expertise, you have really strong lead generation strategies in place, whether that's email marketing or a podcast as a nurture gen or social media and you're getting leads that way. You've got some good, strong channels happening and it's actually creating consistent and sustainable income for, for you. And then once you're there, you can move up into the sustainability stage. So I want to know how can building credibility through all of the previous pillars impact your income and how you're able to generate leads? What may be missing for you right now when it comes to monetization? Like maybe you're, you're I think there's some of you that are sitting around this pillar, but you're like, yeah, but it's not sustainable yet. So what's, what's missing? Is it lead gen strategy? Is it diversifying your revenue streams? Like maybe you only work with brands right now, but there's like so many other things that you could do. Or, you know, maybe you're not allowing yourself to, to get bigger, to think bigger when it comes to what, maybe you just need some new pricing strategies and to level up that way. So in essence, the decision really to move to a next pillar should be based on the readiness of the previous pillar. If the previous pillar isn't solidly in place, your business will exhibit signs. And we talked about what some of those signs are. And when it's time to advance, your business will start to display attributes with each stage, you know, clarity, uniqueness, authenticity, engagement, setting the stage for 
the monetization efforts. And so just a couple of more questions before we wrap up and get ready for our next training, which I'm going to be sharing with you guys. I mean, you can just let me know in the chat, is it time for any of you to go back to a pillar or just to move to a different pillar, whether that's forward or backwards, based off of what we've covered today? Will any of you be, be moving? Lucy said, yes, move back to clarifying. Great, great awareness, Erica. Piper said, yes. The awareness is key. You have to have the awareness. And that's what we're gonna be diving into as we build out on these four. Today was really about breaking this down for you all, very detailed. So you've got kind of the tools that we need to now go into the next training. Jess said she needs to go back to brand discovery and possibly even efficiency. Lots lots of people in that brand discovery phase. Isn't that fascinating? I remember when I was mapping this out and because I was the same way, I was like, man, I need to get way more clear on who I am and, and what the heck I'm selling over here. And I was like, and I've been selling for years. Like this is just, this is wild. It really is so transformative when you allow yourself to do it and to do it the right way. So I have some reflection questions. And again, this is going to be in our spreadsheet. So feel free just to reference that. But I want to know what key insights or shifts have you gained from today, from our start, when it comes to really what is necessary for crystal clear brand strategies? Like these really are them. So let me know some key insights, mindset shifts, what's happening for you. What challenges or obstacles do you anticipate when diving into these? Like what still feels maybe sticky or resistant or heavy? You know, some people were talking about niching down earlier. Like, let's just be aware of that. Like, where are we getting stuck? Because most of the time it's it's us keep keeping us there. Which then leads me into my last question. Can you identify any mindset blocks or limiting beliefs around these pillars that you would like to address in our next training? And we take what you all say and we use that to build upon this work that we're doing together. So before the next strategy session, I just want to take some time to really think through these. Like, are there any specific changes that you can make to really start opening up more of that awareness? For those that have a content plan, you could start reviewing that, identify areas where you could improve. For those of you who do have a unique value proposition, maybe go back and readdress it and make sure it feels in alignment. And then in our next session, we're going to dive into elevating your visibility game. So session two, which happens this Thursday, we're going to take the basis of what we've covered today, and we're going to start breaking it all down. And this is where we're going to explore the strategies that make you more visible in the online space. So we're going to be talking, and this really right here, these three are going to come into play big on Thursday. So we're going to um, also just see how what we talked about today can contribute to really enhancing that visibility piece. So today was a lot because it was introducing you to a new concept, but I don't want to overload you with like, well, now let me tell you how to do all this. Like I want you to, to take the concept and really root into it first and, and start to see where you're at in your business and brand when it comes to this concept and think about any specific challenges that you may start to notice now and then be ready to connect these concepts to that visibility piece on Thursday. I'm happy to answer some questions before we pop off. So I think what's interesting about coming back and doing this training, a version of this training again, after all these years that we've been working together and I've been, you know, in so many different levels of my business 
things start clicking differently with where I'm at today. And what I loved most about seeing this visual was I realized that so many conversations and trainings that I've done with you or your programs that I've tried out, um, I didn't do your order. It's not that I didn't think your order was correct. I think it was just the chaos that was going on inside of me that might be passion, but it it was just too it was too chaotic. I almost took your your levels and made it a Jenga game. And I pulled out the pieces I didn't like. And I'm like, I'm going to rebuild it my own way. And I'm going to win doing it this way because I don't like that piece. And what I struggled with, you said numerous times was, I think you need to niche down. I don't think you understand what it is exactly that you're selling. And my hesitancy was the online space that just has just, it's hard for me. I don't like it. And I've been working on the mindset of that, that I finally found the piece that works and makes sense for online that can, and I've gone back down to, okay, start over level one efficiency and then build back up versus it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. And I don't stay at that place. I go back down to efficiency and start over. And I finally found a sellable piece that's a better fit for the clientele I actually want to have, which was a really funny thing for me to learn was if my purpose is building something that people actually need for them and my purpose is impact, am I creating what they need? And the answer was no. I mean, yes, but no. And so I'm excited that I did humbly go back down to step one and start over to find that niche. Now I've, I'm learning how to build a funnel. I've built my first funnel, believe it or not, all these years later <laughs> and figure it out to go to and just step by step by step and not getting ahead of myself. So I'm excited to, in theory, start over the process with you from where I'm at today how does that work? I heard you all of these years. I've come back to it. And that that refiguring out the niche was so confusing to me because I was like, why is it what I want to do isn't what's succeeding? And I turned the things around where I was going to always do this. I was just going to do it later. And I switched it around. It made more sense to lean into the online space because it's, more people I can reach doing it this way um, that I never would have met. And so maybe we look at it as a the lower ticket offer or however it's verbalized, doesn't really matter, but I'm excited. I'm reignited right now. You know, I adore you. I think that was it. I'm just excited this version. This version is cool. It's, it's a new, hold on, Kelly, one step at a time. We'll get to that. So <laughs> hope, awesome. somebody else, hope somebody else aligns with that. Thank you, well, thank Julie. You for yes, of course. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing that. And I think you touched on something that is so relatable, that is so common, where you were like, I knew these steps, but I was like, I'm resisting them. So like, I'm going to take them and I'm going to like jigsaw puzzle them out and like do it my way. And that's just part, I think, of an entrepreneurial mind because we love to zig when everyone else is zagging. But what I've learned is like, that may work until it doesn't. And it kind of goes back to the analogy that I was using about baking a cake. You can add your own flavor. Like if you like red velvet, you can add the elements of red velvet. If you like almond, if you like chocolate, if you like strawberry, but if you don't have the foundational recipe of a cake and you just try to jigsaw puzzle it, 
Like it's not going to be an edible cake. It's not going to be digestible. If you don't put the right amount of sugar in there, if you don't put a, the right amount of flour in there, it's not going to be something that anyone wants to eat. I don't care what flavor it is. And so there has to be this balance to the nuance of like, yes, you want to take something and like make it your own flavor. But when it comes to really building the right process and roadmap to sustainability, you kind of can't like take what you want and leave the rest because you may be leaving out really important pieces to the puzzle that actually get you to that next stage. And a lot of that is due to lack of clarity, confusion, mindset. You know, again, it's like, I think a lot of people today are like, I don't know how to niche down or I don't want to niche down or I don't know how. But if they just would master the differentiating pillar, you don't even have to worry about niching down. It happens for you. It literally reveals itself to you. And so thank you for sharing that. I think that was really, really um, great awareness and, and, and really relatable. All right, Piper. Hi, how are you? Um, I just want to say that this has really given me a lot of clarity that I needed, which has kind of been a real theme in my life the last two days. <laughs> I am a publicist. I'm an actress. Um, I actually just signed a deal for a talk show here in New York and New Jersey. And so my life is completely shifting from being that behind the scenes person who's helping everybody get exposure and you know making them tons of money to all of a sudden the spotlight's on me and I'm becoming the subject matter expert. I also have ADHD. Just seeing that the chart that you laid out gave me the 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 step by step like this is what I need to do and oh okay now I can go to the next step and actually like I have to go back because as an entrepreneur as somebody with ADHD I feel like I have to do all of them at once and then I'm burned out by the end of the day, right? <laughs> like can't even move. Some days I'm not even out of my pajamas and I'm very authentic about that. Like this is sometimes the life of an entrepreneur. So I just, I thank you so much for all of that. What's been holding me back. I don't even post much on social media. I used to have an intern do it because I think for me, it's the whole like imposter syndrome, right? And that's really kicking in. So I just really thank you for all of the information that you've given today, because it just really helped me go back to what my niche is, which is really helping um, startups and people who can't afford a publicist learn how to do things. Um, I have an online course that I filmed two years ago, never had it edited, never put it out. So <laughs> this is what I'm going to have to uh, just really focus on and the time management. Like I've already decided today. And as you've been talking, I've already put it on my calendar, like one hour per day that my phone is going off and it's going to be nothing but just sitting down and focusing and not being distracted. That's a great place to start. And I'm on the 28th, I'm going to actually be taking each of the pillars that we talked about today and, and breaking down specific, like I'm going to be showing you what my, what my time management schedule looks like. Everyone's will probably be different, but I think it's great to kind of see that clarity and insight. And, um, and it's important to note, like, you know, if there are some of you that are struggling, whether that's, you know, you have like, the gift of ADHD or like my, I have my nine-year-old, he's 10 today. My, my little boy turned 10 today. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, but he's dyslexic and my husband's dyslexic and also I'm slightly dyslexic as well. And yeah, it's, and uh, 
Mm -hmm. It's just a learning difference. And so I think also too, seeing how we've had to support him through learning at such a young age has also given me a really unique perspective into educating and teaching my community as well, because not everyone learns the same way. Not everyone processes the same way. And I think that's a really good thing to notate for each and every one of you, because we're all unique and different in that way of like, what's really going to help me be successful Um, And it's not about you trying to force some schedule that's like unmanageable or unrealistic for you. It's about you really finding the flow that works for you. And so we're going to be diving even more into those concepts with time management, which is great. And I love how you're just taking the first step in that initiative to just carve out the time. And that's really, I think, the most important piece. Awesome. Thank you. So I'm going to give you a shout out later. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will take all the shout outs. If, if anyone <laughs> love today and, and want to share it on your social, I would be so, so, so grateful. Just a reminder, we have that spreadsheet. The questions are in there for you. So you can go back and reference those. And uh, we'll be popping into our community portal between now and Thursday before we dive into the visibility strategies. So, all right. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time, your dedication and your feedback. All right. I'll see you guys on Thursday. And there you have it, my friends, the first session of the brand strategy coaching sessions. Again, if you're wanting to get in on this, do not fret. We have two more coming to you. They're going to be amazing. And then of course it ends with that fifth and final training that's happening on September 28th. That of course is free to get access to. If you want to get access to that, all you have to do is go to juliesolomon.net slash live, put in your information and we will save your seat for that fifth and final training. And I hope that you enjoyed this. If you got any takeaways today, any aha moments, anything that made you start thinking differently, please, please, please share them on Instagram. Just DM me or screenshot today's episode, tag it. Let me know what was really supportive for you because I promise like I take your feedback. I take what you share with me. I take your reviews. I take all of that stuff and I use it to really show up in a way that is supportive and value driven for you. I use that for my content strategy, my messaging, my marketing, all of that stuff, because I want this to be not only a supportive place where you feel seen and heard, but a value-driven place where you're actually getting the results that you desire. And so that's why your feedback means so much to me. That's why you joining me for strategy sessions and for trainings and all of those things just really mean so much to me because I know that is going to be your ticket to taking that next step to action. So again, if you want to join me for the final training, go to juliesolomon.net slash live to save your seat. And of course, you can still join us for the strategy sessions over at juliesolomon.net slash office hours to get in live with us for the last two that we're going to be having. All right, my friends, I will see you next week. Same time, same place. As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all of that good stuff.